Hey guys, it's Tats here from Castagra, and welcome to the Specified Growth Podcast. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and coatings industry. Today's guest is Nicole Sanchez. She's the Vice President of Operations for Corey. She's an author and podcast host. So, Nicole, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so you're a leader in the construction industry, but you weren't always in the construction industry, and you were in banking. So tell me about that. Yeah, so I was with Wells Fargo for 17 years. I was in leadership when I was with Wells Fargo. And in 2013-ish, I transitioned out of the world of finance and into construction, which as you can imagine, is a huge leap, but very exciting because I'm fascinated with the process of construction. So it was a lot to learn going from such a, there was such a difference in the industry. But at the end of the day, leadership is leadership. So if I'm leading the world of finance, or in this case, it was merchant services division for Wells Fargo, or leading in construction, people are people, and we get to lead in the same way. So it wasn't so much about having to transition in leading. It was more about just the differences in industry and learning the industry. Yeah, for sure. So you said it was your true calling. So how did you sort of transition? Was it just sort of something, I don't know, was there an event or anything? Or is it just something you needed a, a change? Once I got into construction, or are you referring to yeah. just, yeah. I mean, I, I obviously didn't know that being in construction was going to be the true calling. Once I got here and I saw what was available, this is where I feel, feel like I've been able to really express who I am as a leader and really lead in the way that I've always wanted to lead. I work with a great company right now, and I get to lead a really great team. And I also get to stand out as a leader within the industry. I work with a lot of great leaders. And I think this is where I've been able to really express who I am as an individual and as a leader and really take on that role. So in that sense, it's been my true calling. Construction is construction. So it's not... I think it's it's fascinating. It can be glamorous. It's what we make it. But just being able to lead the way that I'm, I know that I'm meant to lead is where I've found my place in construction. So it's good. Wonderful. And we'll talk a bit about qualities of leadership and talking about some of the leadership characteristics you're talking about. But I noticed that you, you switched from a, a sales leadership role to an operations. And that's not always common. Did that transition come naturally to you? That's a great question. And that's something that I obviously work on every day because the two worlds are so very different. The mindset of a salesperson can be very different than an operations person. I've been, I have the gift to be able to really multitask in both places. I have the customer centric mindset, right? To be able to know what our clients want and need. And I also have a strategic analytical operations side of me. And I've been able to just combine those two skill sets together. And it's really worked out. It's been challenging the sense of the technical aspect of things sometimes, right? Because a lot of times salespeople are like, we just, we want, 
we want to close the thing and move on to the next. And so I've had to really be aware of how I'm operating so that I can make sure that the operation is running smoothly. But it has, it's been an interesting transition. It hasn't been too challenging just because I do have that skill set to be able to pivot and do both. I can, I'm customer centric, like I said, and I can be technical and analytical. And so it's working and it's fun and it's exciting. Yeah. And you mentioned that something very interesting about the salespeople want to close something and move on to the next thing. Operations has to keep internal team and the external clients happy. I mean, have you taken things that you learned in operations back into sales? Because I'm sure you interface with the sales organization. Has anything changed there? Yeah. So, and I mean, that's a general statement, right? Not all salespeople just want to close and move on, but there is a different level of follow through. You just, the follow through of it, right? So being able to lead by example within our organization in terms of the follow through part of it in the details, right? Operations is all about details and oftentimes sales tend not to be. So really leading by example to show the sales team that this, we have to loop it all back together so that, I mean, you're doing your part, which is great. Keep selling, keep closing. We also need to be considerate of the details of it because it affects the entire rest of the building, including the boots on the ground. Every detail that's missed, there can be an error for every other department. So really teaching them and working with them and leading by example in terms of the follow through part of it, the detail, let's close it up. Let's make sure that the customer is truly getting the experience that we're selling, right? And it's all hands on deck kind of effort. They need our support and we need theirs. So to answer your question, really just being the role model and showing them how to wrap it all together. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now you have a book that talks about leadership traits. And I think there's 17 of these traits that you discuss. Can you cover some of the top ones for the construction industry or in general? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for acknowledging that. It's been fun to roll my book out and to actually, you know, sit down and write it. So the traits that we talk about are not only for leaders in construction. It it says 17 undeniable traits of leaders in construction, but it's really for any leader in any industry in all segments. It just happens to be that I'm in construction and I get to work with leaders in construction, communicate with them, get ideas from them. And so throughout that process, I've got my own podcast too. Throughout the process of interviewing different leaders throughout our industry, I've learned so much. And I wanted to take that really to the streets and support other leaders in understanding what some of the traits are that I'm learning that leaders in our industry are specifically exercising and practicing every day. One of my favorite ones is the very first chapter and that it speaks on courage, right? We talk about leaders and how we lead and we've got to have our right foot forward in courage and standing in that courageous, confident mindset. I talk about positive mindset in the book as well. And that leaders are, we practice having a positive mindset because what our mindset, it sets the tone for the entire company. Right. So if I walk into our office today and I've got something going on, they all feel it. So leaders practice every single day being in a positive mindset. It might be something that they do every morning when they wake up. For me, it's I work out. It gets me into that positive mindset. And I know if I miss that, I might be affected and it might change my my outlook a little bit. 
self, you know, your inner dialogue, what you're telling yourself every single day, all of those things to keep your mindset. One of my favorite chapters to write was chapter eight, and that was the upper level mindset. And it specifically talks about eagles. Eagles, I think for me, have always been symbolic. And my mom and I have always talked about flying with the eagles since I was a little girl. And so writing that chapter and really setting out some distinctions in terms of the eagle and how they rise above and how they, in the midst of a storm, they are at their best. And so incorporating that back to leadership and letting people know and encouraging people to have that upper level mindset, not getting stuck down with, I refer to the chickens or you've heard it before with pigeons, right? Eagles don't hang out with chickens or pigeons. They, they rise above and encouraging other leaders to adopt that mentality or continue to have that mentality if they've already got it. So those are some, those are three of the chapters. There's 17 of them. So my plug there is to buy the book. It's on Amazon, 17 Undeniable Traits of Leaders in Construction. Wonderful. And obviously having a career that spanned a good amount of time, I mean, obviously you encountered some adversity. Can you speak to any of that? Oh, yeah. I mean, adversity is every single day. I feel like if we're not facing some type of challenge, we may be not doing things the right way because I think that where there's challenge, where there's failure, where there's adversity, there's growth. Can I think of one specific thing in terms of adversity? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I can go to just any day, any given day, there's challenges all around. I've got the opportunity to, to manage a decent amount of people. And so when you're a leader and you're managing people, adversity comes along with that because there's different personalities, there's different needs, there's different, there's all sorts of things going on. So adversity shows up for me often and I welcome it because like I said, if I'm having those challenges, that means I'm stretching and doing something right in my development and also developing others. But I don't know if that answers your question. Adversity does happen all the time. I can't think of anything, you know, crazy challenging right now, but I might think of it and we can circle back. Hey, in operations, you always have to keep moving on to the next thing, right? It's constant. It is uh, no joke. I mean, I think I, I tell the operations or I share with the operations team quite a bit that when I was in sales, I had no clue what really went into our operation. I had no idea. Cause like I said, I was that salesperson. I sold the deal. I was on to the next. I had people that were there to support me to get the project up and running. I had no clue what went into the operation of our business. It is, it is wide and it is deep and it is challenging and it is, it is always going. There's never a dull moment, which I love. It is a lot of fun. It keeps me on my toes. It keeps me learning. It keeps me working with the team to, like you said, the adversity part of it, right? Like working with the team in times of adversity, because we've got it. We've, we are a service that has a lot of moving pieces and things change constantly. Things are, somebody might be sick and we don't have an inspector to go out into the field. And so we've got to adjust very quickly and pivot very quickly. And with that, people could get frustrated. Like, man, why can't things just go like we planned it to go? Well, that's just not how it works. So 
working with the team to work through the adversity. It's daily. It really is. It's a daily thing for us. And working with them to be able to respond to that adversity with a positive mindset, because it's going to happen. There's no point in having a bad attitude over the adversity or the change or the moving pieces in operations. It's all about how we handle it and working with the team to make sure that we're handling it in a positive way and in a way that we're learning. And if it happens again, we know what to do. Yeah, for sure. Now you made the transition between finance and construction. Well, what were the differences? Like what are the specific things that someone that wasn't in the construction industry wouldn't quite understand? I think you touched on a few things just now, but um, anything specific that stands out that's, that's different? That's a great question. I mean, I don't know if it's, it's really the technical aspect of each of the different industries, right? Where I was in, at Wells Fargo and in the world of finance was a completely different service sold, completely different details in terms of the technicality. Transitioning into construction, obviously it's the technical part of the industry. Because like I said before, people are people. You, you're who you are in construction, you who you are in the world of finance. The people are the people. It's really more about the technicality of what the business is. And that was the learning curve. And that tends to be the learning curve when people come in curve. When people come in from a different industry, it's just the technical aspect of what they have to shift and learn to be successful. Yeah. And you touched on it a little bit, but the podcast and what you do there, how does that interface with what you're doing in your role? Yeah. So the podcast is a lot of fun. So how that came about is we actually launched a new marketing initiative at Corey. And part of that launch of our marketing initiatives allowed me, like I said before, allowed me to become who I really am. And it allowed me to really find my voice. So in working with our creative director that we were working with at Corey, we were able to kind of get to who I am. And I started, you've probably checked out my LinkedIn, but I started making some content videos and then it felt natural. I was meeting with all of these leaders and having really great conversations on what they're doing, how I can adopt some of their business practices into what we do at Corey. And it just felt natural. The next step was to take it to a podcast and be able to incorporate that and have leaders from other might be our some of our partners. It could be builders that we work with. It could be our, our clients. I'm open to having competitors on. It's about learning how to lead and sharing our best practices so that I can be a better leader. You can be a better leader. And we just join forces and talk about what's working, what's not working. And it's been interesting. It's been a lot of fun and it's growing. Obviously, it's I haven't even had the podcast for a year. So it's new and we'll continue it. It's a great way for us to get out there in terms of content for the company, content for me personally, and then also the guests that we have on. Yeah. Wonderful. Now, so when you're not doing your podcasts or working, do you have hobbies or anything that you, you carry or are you too busy? Well, well, I think we always can make room for the things that we love. I am busy and I do have a six-year-old. So between podcast, my job, I've got my six-year-old, I've got, I'm, a, I'm a wife, so I, I'm a, I've got a family. So we do a lot of things that six-year-olds like to do. We live in Southern California, so 
the weather is great here. We spend a lot of time at the pool. One thing that I think has been a real staple in my life has been working out. And I think not just as a hobby, but to really keep me grounded and healthy. Yeah, for sure. Now, how do you see the future? What, what sort of trends are you paying attention to, specifically with all the changes in the market? Yeah, there's definitely been changes. It's interesting what construction is doing right now. It's busy down here. I don't know how about what, what's going on up there in Vancouver. I haven't looked up there, but it is definitely busy here. There's a lot of work to be had for us. So making sure that, again, like we talked about earlier, where I can support sales as I'm just looking to see what's going on out there, what's happening with building. It's happening off. It's a lot. I mean, I don't know if you keep track of Southern California, but there is a ton of construction going on right now. So riding this wave, do I know how long it's going to last? I don't. I don't have a crystal ball. It looks like it could last for a little bit. So we are just going to continue to go strong and to follow the current trend that we're in and prepare for if anything else changes. Yeah, for sure. And I, I just curious, in your role, how much are you out in the field? How much are you in the office? Just get a sense of what your sort of daily makeup is. Yeah. Great. I don't spend much time in the field, which is something that I do miss every now and then. I would love to be able to get out there and see some of the inspectors and clients that we have boots on the ground. I am in the trenches with my operations team, operations really daily with them right now. We've got a lot of new folks that came on board and there's a lot of learning happening right now. So I'm sleeves rolled up in the trenches, making sure that in terms of the office operations, we are stable and growing and learning. And I've got people in place that handle the field. So working with them very closely again in the office, but most of my day and 99% of the time I am in the office right now, and that will shift. I need to get out into the field, see our, my clients or the clients out there and also the inspectors that we have. Yeah. So one of the things that comes up in construction is attracting talent. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, it's an interesting climate right now, isn't it? Yeah. It's very interesting. It's been tough. It has been a little bit of a challenge for us to, first of all, something that has gone on that I've never experienced before. It's kind of a challenge to get people to even come in for an interview at this point. So facing that challenge, and then once they come in the door, the quality of the talent walking in. But I think just like anything, you keep that fire hose on and you just keep the people pipeline full and you continue to interview and interview and interview until you find the candidate that first shows up. And then second is a right fit for the team and for the culture. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned culture. Culture is extremely important. What do you do personally or your organization to promote that and make sure that's healthy? Yeah. Every two weeks, I have a operations all team meeting. And I spend that time only to talk about culture driven topics, teamwork. How do we work well as a team? What are we doing well at? What do we need to improve at? How do you function in this team as an individual? What can your team members count on for you about? What do you need from your team members? So right now, because we do have a lot of new people, I'm I'm focused on creating the team and allowing the team to have dialogue about what are we doing well together and what don't we do well together and what are the solutions to make that happen? And then carrying that on throughout. We have 
our CEO is a very powerful woman and she shows up with compassion and conviction. And so working with her has been great. And we just continue to develop the team that we have right now. Like I said, a lot of them are new. So continuing the dialogue on how we be a great team. We do our best to have fun. We have a lot of of stuff going on inside of the walls every day. Like I said, there's a lot of moving pieces. A lot of things change at the drop of a hat. And so we've got to be ready to shift and pivot and fix things. So we do our best to have a good time while all of those challenges are happening around us. And just keeping a culture of openness and transparency. Wonderful. That's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your information. And don't forget to check out Nicole's book, which is, you can mention it again. 17 Undeniable Traits of Leaders in Construction. Well, thank you so much and uh, appreciate you sharing your knowledge. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Specified Growth Podcast today. I also want to thank the listeners who are working hard each day to change the world to make it a better place. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash Tats Talks for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes, entrepreneurial tips, and more. See you over there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.